Caesar Legacy, and this is the 10x experience coming at you from Miami. This episode, what, fifth five. episode? Yeah, yeah, episode five, bro. And uh, man, we've had an experience out here. Um, I mean, not so good customer service, but hey, that's an opportunity. <laughs> that's an area yeah. of opportunity that I see all over Miami. Yeah, there's but, always you got to solve a problem. Yes, know? yes, but the scenery is beautiful. The the town is beautiful, and uh, the a lot of areas getting revamped out here. So a lot of exciting things happening. Yeah, in yeah and a lot of energy, bro, yeah. with all the people that we've been networking and talking to. Just the energy, that vibe of wanting to grow, that hunger, success. Absolutely, bro, it's absolutely. Amazing. Lots of young entrepreneurs, and uh, once again, we have another treat for everybody we have another young entrepreneur out here from Miami and we'll definitely let him elaborate on his story and everything like that but uh, is there anything else before we get our, our uh, guest speaker involved is there anything else you wanted to uh, mention to people I know 10x we're already in 10x week we're yeah yeah well we got a few events coming up Thursday we got a, a ambassador event I mean it's sold out but you could still stick around once it's all over network with everybody that that was there which you're gonna be performing which I'm gonna at, be right performing right and then we have uh, now an event, an after party, the 10X Experience after party after uh, the first day at GrowthCon at a bar. Um, and we'll, we'll let uh, our, our guest here kind of dive into the location and all the specifics. And, uh, Absolutely. Why don't, why don't actually we, we get started and, and introduce yourself, man. Tell us a little bit about you. All right. Well, guys, thank you for having me. Um, you guys are definitely outstanding individuals. Just meeting you briefly, I can already tell that. Um, my name is Giancarlo Aguilar. I'm uh, born and raised here in Miami. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I guess by circumstance, not by trade. Um, so I've been pretty much on the grind since I was 14. Um, you know, I've had all kinds of businesses. Uh, right now, I'm a, I focus primarily on, um, I have a digital marketing agency that I've had for five years. Um, we do lead generation and I've gotten into real estate. I do a little bit of real estate and I also own a bar here in Miami in Wynwood. It's called Central. So um, and we definitely, we're just talking about that. We're gonna have a little treat for everybody going to the 10X event. Um, you know, we wanna host a little bit of a happy hour there right after, so everyone's invited. I hope this gets reached out to people you know, before that. But um, yeah, man, that's pretty much what I do. Obviously, I didn't just get all that out overnight, but it's a, yeah. it's, it's a really cool thing to have, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey, like how you got started, how you got introduced to this, and, and just kind of some of the troubles and struggles, everyday kind of thing once you're trying to come up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So again, um, by circumstance, right? So I've been kind of on my own, you know, trying to make my own money since I was 14. Um, I had a, a pretty rough not by not comparing to other people of course but not a standard childhood right so i had a lot of death in my family like all the male role models in my family passed away when i was eight you know my grandfathers both of them and my father passed away in the, in the same two years so it kind of let a spark in me my mom was a single mom kind of struggling had to get a job out of nowhere um so i would just watch that and i've always wanted to you know make my own money and figure out how in the world am i going to make sure that she's taken care of and never put more stress on her so that that's literally when my mind shifted and i said 
okay, that's my why, right? My mom's my why. How am I going to leverage that to make myself, um, you know, just to help her? And yeah, from there, I, I started making money, man. I started figuring out how I can sell. I was just, I was so like excited when I saw people selling like lollipops in the classroom in high school or like in middle school, right? And selling like, you know, when it was Christmas, selling candy canes to the kids in, in middle school, you know? And I would do all that. I mean, my mom give me like some money. I'll go buy it in a... In, uh, in Walgreens and I'll sell it for like 50 cents more than what the cost was you know and that was just the spark of it right I'd have an extra bag in high school with just that and I was making some money and I thought that was cool you know at the time I wasn't able to give my mom any of it but I would just make sure I paid for my own stuff if I wanted to buy like a video game or clothes or shoes whatever absolutely man uh, if, yeah. if you allow me to yeah, comment sure. on that um I, I think at first you were forced to, to, you know, step up and be the man of the house. Mm -hmm. And then even though it wasn't that type of, like, help pay the rent money. Yeah. But that activity starts shifting. Absolutely. The way you look at profits and, mm -hmm. and jobs. And, and, you know, so so was that basically the beginning? Of I, life, I think you know? I would definitely say that's the beginning, right? Um, just, just seeing, I mean, I was very, like, a... I would always be observant and I'd be watching how things worked in the world. Like, I mean, I just remember just being very quiet as a kid, um, just watching like how things work. I was like, okay, wait, this is easy. So like, I just got to sell this. People were going to buy it. They want it, obviously. But what, what the biggest thing, and I'll tell you what really sparked my attention was when I walked into like Walgreens or something like that and I bought candy canes and I saw their, this price. This is like my first, oh shit, I can make some money with that, right? And uh, I saw that they were like, whatever, let's say they were like $5 for a pack of 20. I don't know the exact price, right. so don't quote me on that. And then I was like, wait, so if it's Five bucks for a pack of 20. I did the math really quick. I could sell this shit for like 30% more and everyone's going to buy it because I have a demand on it. Like right. I just realized you're stuck in a classroom. The teacher's not going to let us out. Someone's going to buy it. For, it. Yeah. So, no one's going to get it. We're all bored as hell in class. Someone's going to buy my treats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was the first spark, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you fast forward. Hurricanes here in Miami are paying the ass. You know, my neighbors were also, you know, I was grateful that we're always very, you know, we didn't grow up in like the best neighborhoods. So we're always like trying to make some money just like so we have extra stuff. And um, so we like hurricane hits. We got a wagon, got a rake knocking on doors like, yo, we'll clean up your yard for 20 bucks, you yeah. know. So we started like that. And then um, I was all my neighbors were older than me. So they were in high school and I was like in middle school. Right. And. So here's like my real big shift from being like a candy cane, like lawn cleaner <laughs> to like, oh shit, I have a, some potential somewhere else. And that was where I had um, my, my brother and his friend were throwing like a high school party, right? For some girl's birthday. And they had, they got a DJ and they got the house. So they were like, shit, we got to pay his DJ. How do we raise the money for it? So they started charging people money at the door, like five bucks for guys at the time and girls free, right? And they were like, and I just went with them, you know, I was just with my brother, so my mom was like, cool with it. And um, <laughs> and then they're just like charging, and I was like, oh shit, people are walking in for this? Yeah. Like, this is insane, dude. <laughs> and I'm just standing by the door, just watching, like, you know, I'm looking like, you know, they're like, you know, just trying to get girls at the same time, and I'm just there just watching, like, yeah, you know, I'm young, but I'll, you know, I'll try my best, you know? Right. Try, so I'm like, I was more of just hanging out with them. So after a while, they're just like, damn, you know? We want to go inside and enjoy this thing. Hey, keep charging people. They just literally just, it's like, I just got like indoctrinated in like in the biz, you know, like, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, keep yeah. charging people. I'm like, all right, cool. So I literally sat there. I'm like, all right, how the fuck? I'm scared as hell. I'm like, I have like this American Eagle. That's when, uh, um, is it American Eagle? Hollister. That era. And I'm like super skinny. I have like this funny haircut. I'm like tiny. And the first guy that walks up to me is like this football player, like a senior in high school, right? And I'm like, I'm telling you guys, I'm like seventh, no, eighth grade. Like, going to eighth grade. Okay. And this big dude, like, six-something, comes up, like, baseball player. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, crap. 
uh, he owes five bucks. And I'm like screaming, he owes yeah. five bucks. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, all right. And he just literally just gave me $5. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is fucking epic, right? Like, this is going to be amazing. So I got those five bucks and I'm just like, this is fucking it, man. Yeah. After that, people started rolling in, girls free, yo guys, five bucks. And people just taking out cash. Right. And um, it starts raining. Right, starts raining, and I'm seeing that it's packed inside. So I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna charge more." Supply and demand, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, "Yo, it's packed inside, guys. Ten bucks to get in." People paying me ten bucks. So you know, not to like dwell on that story, but that's when I was like, "Holy crap, I can do something with this." Um, a night ended. Um, they just told me to give them the cash. I kept some of it. Paid the lady for the house. Paid the DJ. They're happy. I was like, "This is a business." So. I didn't have any parties for a while after that. I would just go to a lot of them with my brothers and I built a huge contact list with this nasty ass flip phone that was all fucking scratched up and I'm just yeah. like collecting numbers. I had like four or five hundred numbers. And um, I was like, oh shit, I got a network. And these numbers are all from people that go to these house parties, yeah. right? And when it was my time to shine in high school, man, I literally did that. I rented out houses for like a hundred bucks, paid the DJ like another hundred, two, three hundred bucks or split the money with me and I would just charge the door. And I did that for literally for probably like two three years and i made a killing i would make a thousand dollars a weekend yeah in high school yeah. like chilling you know and having a blast and and um it was a business yeah and then um so damn it siri but um so yeah that's pretty much where i started with that and then i started running out warehouses throwing parties there keeping the majority of the profits um then i built relationships with like uh nightclub owners and like just let them let me give it a percentage of the bar and then from there did some concerts, did some festivals, booked some cool talent. You know, just my network is obviously ten times bigger. Built a promotion team under me, and then that's it. Right, yeah, you know? Man, no, that's, activity, that's awesome. yeah, activity, creativity, um, and and I find it funny because I always hear a lot of people saying that there's no jobs, there's no, oh, yeah. you, you know, you and they create something exactly. out of nothing. They, you know? they narrow themselves down. Um, I remember one time I was like struggling, bro. I didn't, I didn't have like any money coming in. I wasn't gonna get paid till the following week, and it was like. Uh, right after Christmas and Christmas hits you bro you just gotta buy presents and yeah. and I'm like oh, what do I do bro so I started thinking of all the Christmas lights out and I was like you know what I'm gonna go knock on the door and I'm gonna be like hey you know 25 bucks and I'll get your Christmas lights down <laughs> and I ended up making like enough money to cover the shit that That's I was amazing. worried about yeah. bro but it's just a matter creativity. of creativity yeah. creativity and working with what you have and in a place like Miami obviously there's opportunity mm -hmm. for entertainment for mm -hmm. events and all right. that kind of stuff so so forward to I know there's the, the marketing company mm -hmm. and we'll get on that here yeah. but you know that there was a gap from doing that to what you're doing now with the club right and how does it Absolutely. relate how does that relate you know so it's funny right like I, it's just sometimes you know I guess like you know they say that if you like master some kind of like skill or some kind of like service or job I mean like I feel like you become like it just it's so easy for you to get it back right like I did this for such a long time that I feel like I had I had all the tools. Like, I know the business inside out of, like, throwing these events and all that. But I, my thing I didn't like about it, I stopped wanting to, you know, I felt like I was very uh, all over the place. Like, it was, it was too much of a hustler mentality with no, like, systems. There was no, there was no foundation, right? Like, it's easy to be able to throw a party and charge people and, like, invite people. And, but it's, like, you know, it's chaotic almost. Right. It's like a party, but you're paying this guy. There's no science behind it. And if I wanted to scale and become, like, a business person, I had to, like kind of like humble myself down because imagine you feel cool you're the right. man you're throwing parties you're making money as a kid but you also feel like I have no value that I'm bringing to the table 
And um, from there, I decided to take a break. I was like, right, I want to just be under someone's wing. I want to. I don't care if someone, I'm someone's bitch. I want to be someone's personal assistant. But I want him to be like an entrepreneur, or business owner. And that's kind of what I did. I found um, this guy here in Miami. He was. Uh, he owned like this healthy meal delivery service company. And I kept like, you know, I, I just like, hey, look. I, I remember he had like a Craigslist posting up, and I, and I just told him like, listen, man, like. I'm on. I'm on another. I'm on some other shit in my head. Like I, I'm ready for whatever. And this guy's like, "What the hell is this guy talking to you like that?" And this is like he would be. He was really into like you know the big guys back in the day, like Tim Ferriss and like uh, Evan Pagan, Frank Kern, like these sales copywriter guys before like social media was big. Right. And um, I was like, he was like, I don't know. I guess we clicked. Brought him under his wing. Was his personal assistant for a while. I just learned he owned the restaurant and he also owned the, the healthy meal delivery service. I went from that to like you know being like the sales director and helped him grow the business from like forty clients to like two hundred and thirty two. Um, I learned a lot. You know, I learned a lot of the business. He gave me a lot of, you know, as far as like getting paid the most, it wasn't about that. Just the experience, dude. Like he let me, he let me be. Uh, he gave, me, he empowered me to be able to grow, right? And I am super grateful for that. Um, because you know this guy would leave and I'm just there in the restaurant running the other business on the computer but then people walk in I'm like oh shit I guess I have to be a restaurant manager now right because then like there's yeah. the wait, there's the cooks in the back there's the waiters kind of like no direction play at all, yeah. so I just jumped in right uh-huh. I, you know I'm learning a ton of stuff um, and from there I, I just like you know just kind of like helped them open up like a smoothie spot like he gave me like you know they gave me the money and they're like oh just figure it out we just need a place to, inside this gym make a smoothie thing so I made the menu you know I got all the mer- the fern- uh, the equipment you know story's intense right like it goes really deep and um, but I had a lot of hands on experience um, I learned a lot about like sales copy I learned about outsourcing at the time um, I, you know we had a sales team in the Philippines there was like four guys I would train them all I would do this I would do like screen recordings this is before like you know these other these places were popular like Fiverr and all that stuff this was just like bank back in the day we're just calling and hiring people hearing if their accent's a little bit too strong for the American market making them read a script and like I don't know we blew like 20 grand just hiring and firing people like in a month you know yeah. it was crazy and um and it was cool like that's when I first learned about like human capital and it sounds terrible like what the fuck right, you know right. like I feel like I'm slaves <laughs> and shit no but like human capital is a real thing like if we have people that can work for us and like mm-hmm. we can train them and not pay the same price like yeah. outsourcing holy shit like opportunities everywhere right mm-hmm. so imagine man imagine like as a kid knowing that I only had to pay someone like a fraction of what they're getting paid here that are just as knowledgeable if and will work ten times harder which is a shame you know yeah um and that's it, man. I went from there, and I just started my internet business after that. And, and, and you know, there's a lot more in between, but yeah. And I wanted to ask you about that. What's your opinion now, especially I, it seems to me over the last six months, you're seeing digital marketing agencies coming out of oh, everywhere, man. dude. Coming out and, the woodworks. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to get, like, not offended, but it's starting to bother me as an entrepreneur when you have these guys that I get it you know you you listen to your your uh, Ty, Ty Lopez audios you listen to your Billy Jean or whatever you're you're into uh, and but don't turn around and act like an expert and want to mm. you know waste businesses time because you guys are going to burn the market I mean that's my message and my little rant to people like that but what's your take and all because I'm sure you've experienced it oh man that's so funny you bring that up so yeah, I mean, here in Miami, and, I, and, I'm, I sw- and this is, like, pretty cool, I guess. We were one of the first hybrid digital marketing social media agencies. Like, I promise you. Like, we like we were starting our company. We were just like, okay, what do we charge? You yeah. couldn't Google a single company that was looking to do what we did. Like, posting for people. Like, 
running like uh you know just uh, growing their pages post uh, creating content there's nothing like that it was just traditional like you know big PR agencies and stuff like that. No one was going to do the restaurant and post on their Facebook and Instagram because this shit just came out. Right. And they didn't even believe in it. Right? So, like, 75% of the time, we're just convincing business owners that this is the next wave, that the attention was there. Right? And um, so it was cool seeing that, right? And then, like, to answer your question, six months, like, in these last six months, and probably in the last year or two, honestly, everybody watches these courses. They regurgitate what they hear and send it out. Right, I think what the problem is, and and then I get customers all the time, like, oh, I started with this one guy, he was this person's cousin, and he did all this stuff for me, but honestly, he didn't really know what he was doing, you know, and then I look at the work that they did, and I was like, oh shit, they just follow like a, a template of like one of these courses. I've seen them all, I've read them all. We, I mean, I, I like, I'm really into seeing like what the hell's going on, but um, I think it's a shame, bro. I think it's one of those things where. We were the type of people like we wouldn't sleep when we started. Like I can't go to bed with a health, like a, a clear conscience, knowing that like I just gave someone shit. Like I had to really feel like I am providing the best like thing for whatever I offered them, you know. And even when we first started, I'll tell them straight up like, hey, look, we just started, but I do have one thing that I will guarantee you is that we're gonna do this, this, and this. And like we'd be good about that. We manage the expectations correctly, and we always go above and beyond. Our whole thing was like, since we're not skilled at this, we're gonna go above and beyond. Like we're we're just learning, and um. That's kind of what we did, man. We just, like, always gave double the value. I think now people are literally, like, they see, like, these agencies or, like, these courses tell them, yeah, you got to charge, you know, $2,000 and and then you got to create this and you promise this and that's it. It's like, that's fine when you charge that, but when you just start, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, right. you're going to just screw these people You've over. You've never seen it work before. You've never seen the results from it. So yeah. how can you charge that, right? Exactly. And, um, and that's what I think is a shame, man. Like, be real, you know what I mean? Like, do shit for free for people. I would do shit for free for people all the time. Like, yeah. yo, I'll run it. Just let me, just refer me a customer after you like it. Yeah. And that's how we kind of started. I think now people are just jumping in like they're fucking experts and then yeah. selling like courses as if they're experts. And it's like, you have no literally hands-on experience. Right. And it's bullshit. It's, it's burning our market, honestly. Exactly. That's, it's, that's, it's, it really is. You know, I for a long time, I started to even deny any conversations with... Because you get hit up all the time. Mm-hmm. Once people know you're in sales, you're commission-based, they want to sell you on the idea that they can help you market, generate Lead leads. Gen, yep. And you hear so many pitches out there. And when, when it just kills me is when somebody doesn't even have a prototype, when you're asking, well... Give me a good reference of who you've worked mm. with. And they just kind of like go beat around the bush mm-hmm. and they can't give you a serious answer. They can't show you real results, real testimonials. And a lot of times I think I've probably avoided conversations with other marketers that could have probably helped me. Mm-hmm. But because you had a few knuckleheads already kind of like Burning I was out. over and I'm like, oh, another marketing guy. Let me guess. What are you going to help me generate leads? Like, yeah, right. right? <laughs> so you don't give them the opportunity. And that guy might have been pretty good at what he's doing. He might have known. 100%. But because he was maybe more uh, humble with the stuff, you didn't really rec- notice it. Because sometimes the ones that are trying to push their stuff out there the most or trying to throw the price out there already that's all they got they just got that presentation factor and say well if I charge this much you're going to think I'm really good mm. but then the delivery sucks and that's where you know they burn the market like it's you it's a huge disconnect for sure um, and yeah I think that's absolutely right on the money because um, people like that I feel as though they're just constantly just trying to just like hang a carrot over your head like this grand this grandiose idea of like digital marketing it's the new way you should be on here but they're not so much like explaining to you what this is if you do 
so if, for example, we do you know social media management, lead gen, sales funnels, you know the whole the whole process, all that cool stuff, the ads on Facebook, Instagram, Google, paid everything. So, like, if you explain that stuff to people, like legitimately not just like throwing out these big fucking wordy things and like making it sound like oh we're gonna get you you know or great uh you know click through rate and you know and then and then they just the talk analytics. crap they, oh we're gonna send you a report every week and you're gonna see that you're gonna increase tremendously you know like your cta is gonna go through the roof yeah. right and it's like explain to them the process of how you're gonna do that it takes 10 times more work Right, so this is the reason. Like, I feel like a lot of these guys burn out. As much as they're they're coming out, mm-hmm. when I started five years ago with this shit, um, there's probably like after like a year after us, maybe like ten companies start. They're nowhere to be found because mm-hmm. this shit's hard, man. If you really want to like mm-hmm. give that love to the customer and stuff like that, it's hard. You know, yeah. you got to put in a lot of extra love, Dedication. especially in the moment where people are being educated in it. Mm-hmm. They're not like. It's easy to sell, like, you know, bullshit to anybody, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's going to do this, this, and this. But to explain it to somebody constantly over and over again when it's emerging, that's just a lot of extra work. So, um, yeah, man, I think I think it's just... But they're all falling apart, like I said. Like, they, if they can't hang, What advice would apart. you give to, to up-and-coming marketers that want to do things the right way, that really want to learn and, and submerge themselves in the information to deliver quality? What would you recommend to them? So, I mean, I use myself as an example. I, we started with nothing. I mean, we started in a, in a room, my, my, my front neighbor's uh, niece's room, right? It was pink. You know, his grandpa passed by and fart all the time. It was terrible. We had two laptops and, like... And we felt like shit, but we would hustle, like... Like crazy. And I'm talking about to the point where like we would do shit for free. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, granted, some people have startup capital and whatever the case may be, but like I do shit for free. Like I wanna build relationships with the people. If you wanna start up, like call it a business owner and be like, yo, let me run your stuff, you know? I, this you know, be realistic. Don't overwhelm yourself doing all the stuff for free. But like, yo, look, I'm gonna set aside two hours for you every day just to like kind of show you what I wanna do. Like just trust me for these amount of months. If you like it, start paying me for it. And like let them know that they're your guinea pig. I, I think uh, lately a lot of people have disconnected from that idea because these programs are telling them to charge this and charge that, you know, to really get their hopes up to motivate mm. them to make money because that's why they bought the program, mm-hmm. that they skip the whole work for free part. Right. Work yeah. hard, earn it, earn yeah. it. Have people talk about you to their friend and then you're obviously going to be able to charge that person there. So that I think that's key that you mentioned that, you know, you got to be willing to work for free sometimes, you know, especially if you really believe in what you do. Mm. You just want a shot. It's kind of like, uh, I guess, a, a singer, an actress, you know, they don't get paid for the first gigs. A musician will play there yep. free just to be heard. And then once he notices that it's working, the music, people are vibing to it. He's like, you know what? I can't be doing this for free anymore because 100%. these guys are out here. I'm, I'm selling out the club for these guys. I'm working for free. Now I'm going to charge. 100%. And they're going to be willing to pay you because they see the results you bring to the, yeah. to the, to the yeah. table and You have them, to so. have experience, bro. You have to have a hands-on. You can't explain something <laughs> if you've never done it. You know, it's like we were talking about the other day. Like, you can read a book about wrestling, but you go to a guy that's been wrestling for years and tell him, like, gonna I know all the handles, moves. man. And yeah. that's what happens when, when these kids get humbled, when they're out there, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to you about marketing, this and that. And you, just because I'm not a, a digital marketer, I know a thing or two. So right. then I start asking questions just because of my experience in sales and business background. And if I start picking you apart 
and you're not ready for, for those questions, mm -hmm. but you're already over here throwing numbers at me like you're gonna charge me something. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Like, people gotta be willing to work for free, prove yourself, right. mm -hmm. show me that you can do it, and I guarantee you, if, if you have enough value there, mm -hmm. I'm gonna pay you what you're asking for. Yeah, right. and you can't, even, you can't even begin to get to 10Xing anything if you, if you don't have anything to 10X. Right. You know, imagine <laughs> if you 10X your bullshit, it's gonna be- <laughs> It's yeah. a lot of bullshit. Yeah. But then you're just gonna hide from everybody because you're gonna yeah. wanna hide there. But, you, but yeah. on that note, uh, and this is the 10x experience and, and I know our guest has kind of really uh, took us through his story and what kind of got us here now what would you say the whole 10x concept the 10x experience or, or uh, the Grant Cardone in general what, what do you feel you've, you've learned from him throughout your, your yeah career? no uh, absolutely and I definitely want to I want to tie that in because it's one of those things where like especially I'm the type of person that never had any mentors well I, I had a lot of mentors but I didn't know they were my mentors uh, yeah. you get what I'm saying yeah. like and that's, and that's why the number one thing I would do is I would see people that I can model things from. And I mean, Grant Cardone is definitely one of them. I call him all my uncles. You know what I'm saying? Like all these guys, I call him all my uncles. Like he's like another uncle of mine. Like, and I just basically take these things from each person. I don't take, I try not to take all the bad habits right. from everybody because there's people, people are human, right? Yeah. But I'll take all the good ones and I'll just create one big mentor. And yeah. um, Grant's definitely been one of them. You know, this, the idea his sales background and how he will explain things and like how he created he made basically like the sales thing almost like cool again mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and he, and he gave yeah. it like a systematic approach you know there's a lot of like sales courses and like you know everyone knows about rebuttals but like he literally made it something where it's like you have to also get that stuff and then make it relatable yeah, like right? a human touch like to a human brought, touch to it yeah, absolutely because it used to be very exactly. like sit there and learn these objections okay, overcoming you know, objections oh, yeah oh, I, I, I know exactly how you feel that's how most of my clients feel absolutely but after finding out what we can do for them this is how they felt you Man, know and, I'll and give it's you, very like yeah you, you when you're in sales and yeah. somebody's throwing that sales pitch at you you're, you're just like man you're just paid to say that you're supposed to say that yep. but when people connect on a human touch it's yeah. not a it's not a rebuttal you find or or an objection that you find on on the textbook right right and an answer of overcoming it but it's just a certain way, a certain vibe, a certain feel. Like, man, I got you. Like, you probably wouldn't, you know, uh, back in the day, Brian Tracy's not going to tell you to rebuttal that way, right? He'd probably be like, oh, that's unprofessional, whatever. Mm. But I believe the, the human factor, the 100%. real factor plays a role in sales now Natural. more than more than ever before yeah. i mean look at look at gary v and all these guys they're they're just real raw yeah, yeah. you know and and i think sales more and more is in, in business in general is moving towards that advertisement you know just give me the honest shit you yeah, know yeah. Don't, don't don't bundle it up and all this pretty uh you know uh like like a little pretty box just so that you can charge me for more right. for it just give it to me for what it is and, and that's and one thing so, I love, and I'm the one thing I love about it, just being so blunt with people yeah. is amazing. I, I think honestly, I, like fifty percent of the customers I've ever gotten is just me being one hundred percent. I was like, yo, honestly, that looks like shit. Who's yeah. doing your stuff? And I and if they, obviously, some of them are gonna be a little bit more. But sometimes I think slip up. I can tell that they're very like conservative yeah. people. I'm like, that looks terrible. Like, how much are you paying for that? And I tell them honestly, I'm like, because like I know what I can bring to the table, but I yeah. also like. People always go in there and just fluff them up. Yeah, I think it looks pretty good, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, I think we could add some value. I'm like, no, man, it looks like shit. You're wasting your money. And then like people are like, oh, I don't want to make them feel bad because then I make them feel bad. They're not gonna want to do business with me. Like, oh, it's so disrespectful. I'm like, no, man. Like, yeah. I'm being I'm giving you the truth so that I can help you after, you know. And right. like, and I seen that he used to do that a lot. He's like, dude, what are you doing over there? Your yeah. numbers are shit. Yeah. You know, he's like, well, buy my program. Like, you know, like 
just that aspect real. and especially if it's a successful business owner because I you know I definitely always see how I would react to something like that someone comes up to me and is like hey man you want to do this and I was like hey man honest to god that looks like shit like who's doing that for you and I'm like oh fuck you know like let me, yeah. let me pay attention what do you got you know and I respect it more, you know, and someone just trying to bullshit me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys are doing great things here. And yeah. you're just kind of looking around, waiting for the f- perfect moment to pitch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, tell me the honest yeah. truth, you know, like you see a problem, give me the solution or, and charge Absolutely. me for it. I don't care. Um, and, and yeah, and, I, and I, going back to the grand thing, like I remember watching his first videos, right? Like I would always see uh, when he first started coming out, I think he had like some YouTube videos and he was just like, the best thing I think he ever did was record him doing sales calls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And I actually, at the time, um, when I saw one of his first sales calls, I was acquiring sponsors for like this, uh, it's like a non-profit profit event, it's like a mud run that I, organization that I had. And, um, and it was funny, I was trying to get sponsors, and dude, he had like one line where he's like, ink it, sign it, send it back, and we'll close the deal. And I literally yeah. used that line to close a sponsor. Yeah. It's like, man, look, just ink it, send it back, we'll, we'll close it up, we'll make sure we get everything together. And like the guy sent me the contract. So it was like, you know, it's almost like really cool to have someone to model off of, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I can see that things are possible, you know? And when you see it work for you, that's when it really clicks. That's when you're Absolutely. like, okay, yeah. this guy is onto something. You know, just like so, little terminology is yeah. really cool. Yeah, so. yeah, so you're going to be at 10X, right? I'll be at 10X. I got, I got like five tickets. I got my girlfriend going. I got um, my, my guys from my office going, a couple of them. And, um, you know, they all, you know, mostly some of the guys in the office don't do sales, but like just it's good overall knowledge. We need to all know this. You know what I'm saying? My girlfriend does do sales, so like she's going to love it and one of her coworkers. So perfect, perfect. And it's going to be fun. Yeah, man. And to wrap it up, uh, I know we're planning on, on the whole uh, after party, but maybe elaborate a little bit more on, on the club and, you know, oh, let yeah, people yeah. know where they're at and where we can find you on your social media. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so again, you know, fast forward, I've had the agency still have it. It's running strong. Um, you know, that's that company's called Social Wolf Media. Um, literally, it's the same on Instagram, Social Wolf Media. Um, and after that, again, so the way life works, right? I got tied into this whole thing. I had a marketing contract with a bar in the same area where my bar is now. And, you know, we did really well. We brought them, you know, from the ground up for one of their nights. And we just did all the digital outside of it. And from there, uh, buddies of mine that had, you know, a couple bar restaurants up north called us up and said, hey, find a piece of land and we'll, you know, we'll help you open up your own. And the rest is history. Been open for like five, six months. The bar's called Central Winwood, C-E-E, I'm sorry, C-E-N-T-R-O, Winwood. Um, and you can find that on Instagram as well, same handle. And yeah, we're planning on doing a happy hour, man, where we just thought about it. I think it's cool for, I know there's a lot of other after parties for the 10X event, but we all, you know, pretty much agree that. It's going to probably be sold out. There's 30,000 people going to this thing. There's a lot. There's probably going to be multiple of these places, but we would love to have our 10X experience uh, one with you guys at our bar from 6 to 10. We're going to have half off drinks, so it's happy hour prices. Man, you can't beat that. (laughs) And and it's not too far from the stadium, right? So no, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's totally quick. I mean, Winwood to my, where the Marlins Stadium is is real, real like a, maybe a ten minute drive. Yeah, minute drive. and there's nothing really around there anyway, so you're gonna want to yeah. go. Yeah, you're gonna have to drive somewhere. Yeah, so might as and well. it's a it's an amazing signal. spot, dude. Yeah. The art district, all the yeah. You're gonna want to go there. to that area regardless. If, yeah. Yeah. So. if you're visiting Miami, Winwood Art District is like the most happening place right now. It's emerging. Obviously, you got your you know a little bit more of the bougie stuff, you know, right. on the beach and all that stuff, but like. If you want to have the fun city. and just see like 
people culture like what's happening right now and when was the place to go you know our bars agree 100 we were there open. last night yeah. we we're blown away with all the art and yeah all yeah the, yeah it's it's an amazing place. had a messed up ankle and i was still trying to walk around yeah this guy everything. was limping around but we made it happen yeah, champions so, do yeah, more so. champions do more <laughs> awesome man well it's been a great time it's definitely sure. been I, I feel like you know one of the most uh, engaging interview we, yeah, we've had so you know with the experience that you have and everything that you bring to the table so uh looking forward to not just spending the next couple days and, and teaming up with you guys in different projects but uh just furthering our friendship our relationship sure. and uh we love to have good connections good people especially in a place like miami man it's it's yep. wonderful out here sunny place so, shady people that's what they say right <laughs> yeah, i think that's a pretty good uh definition but uh i'm glad we're we're meeting some of the the yeah. better people of miami out here so any final thoughts legacy nah, no, check just, out, so. just hope to see you guys all at the 10x experience after party and and 10x bro it's gonna be mind-blowing excellent and uh please subscribe tell your friends about this event and uh that's happening uh, at the 10x and also telling them tell them about our podcast uh, our podcast is meant for i don't want to say the struggling but the emerging entrepreneur you know there's there's a certain group and you got your grant cardones your gary v's and it's great to be part of all their networks and listen to them but if they're so unreachable that you can't pick up the phone or DM them and have a conversation directly, then they might be a little bit out of your league. But if you're looking for a group of people, a group of entrepreneurs that are after those M's still, we're still after, we talked about that earlier, we're after those M's. Some of these guys are already after the B's. So if you're after your first M, this is the group to connect with, share with everybody you know, and uh, subscribe and checking out from High in the sky in Miami, this was a 10X experience.